Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DC Beer Show. Uh, we got a fun one in store for you today. I'm in the studio with Mari Rodella from DC Brow and the DC Brewers Guild. Hi. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Good to have you here. Thanks for having this me. This is your first time in the studio and it on the is. show, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, we're so glad you're joining us today. We also have Paul Dean, who's been on the show several times. Welcome back, Paul. Always good to be here, Richard. Nice to see you. Paul is uh, the executive director of the DC Brewers Guild, and we're going to be talking about uh, the Guild and everything that the DC Brewers Guild has sort of planned for next year. But we're going to start off by talking about 2020 and sort of doing a quick review of of how 2020 went for beer in the district, for, mm-hmm. for brewers, breweries, and the Guild, uh, everything from sort of the space that, that we see with, with mm-hmm. breweries and brew pubs all the way to the legislative side. So, so let's get started. Let's let's look back at 2019. Um, it was a pretty good year for beer yes, in the indeed. district. We had two new Absolutely. brew pubs open, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we had Red Bear, and you're sporting the Red Bear shirt exactly. today, Paul. It's very yeah. nice. Uh, and Valor Brew Pub also right. opened this year. Yes, uh, they did. Both making fantastic beer and great food. I'm so glad they're both in. So let's talk a little bit about, about those guys opening up. So they they both spent a lot of time sort of mm-hmm. working on the plan. So yeah. I think they're both members of the Brewers Guild, correct? Are. Yep, correct. great, great. Um, how how long before they actually opened did they sort of get involved in the Guild? Let's start by talking about Red Bear. Sure. I mean, Red Bear was involved in the Guild probably a solid year, year and a half before they opened. Um, they, they put a lot of uh, capital and a lot of... Uh, sweat into developing their site, and uh, as things often go, it took quite a while for them to build up, but they came into the guild very enthusiastically right off the bat uh, and reached out to us and have uh, become very, very active members. Um, They have a great leadership team. Um, Brian Vandenover over there has uh, become the chairman of our events committee already. Oh, excellent. And uh, they... uh, just recently were elected to uh, the Guild Board. Well, that's so. fantastic. Yeah, Brian is definitely somebody that uh, I, I could just picture him doing a great job mm-hmm. on the yeah. events committee. He's, He's he, got a lot of really good energy. Yeah. And, you know, he as soon as they um, knew that they were launching, they, they joined the Guild and were very active mm-hmm. with our team and, and really had ideas for, you know, not only um, what we could do as, you know, in terms of like, events, but also just they were all all on board to do any advocacy work as well. So it was really nice to have them on board because, you know, with the Guild, it's all about having everybody's buy-in and everybody to support and like a bigger voice for the community. Right. So yeah. it's been great to have them on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're killing it over there. Uh, yeah. Every time I swing by Red Bear, which is often just because it's on my way home, um, yeah, the place is always busy. So yeah. so we're really glad to have them as part of the community, uh, and I'm glad that they're so active in the Guild. Yeah. What about Valor? Let's talk about Valor. Yeah, Valor came, also came to us fairly early in the process. Um, they uh, Their leadership team over there, uh, Gaynor Jablonski and uh, Greg Madry, the head brewer, both very enthusiastic to join the Guild and get involved in the beer community. So, you know, it's probably – between six months and a year before they opened and off the ground that they approached us and and we were able to help them through their development process a bit as well and get them introduced to everyone in the beer community and also a great new addition to our our membership. 
Yeah. And Greg has some experience from brewing out in the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So he's been a part of other brewer guilds. Oh, excellent. um, Brewer guilds. And it's been really great to get his perspective also because he he brings some really fun ideas. um, And, you know, they've been a, a great ad as well. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. It's good to have somebody who's got some, you know, experience from other places I Absolutely. Think, to come in because then, you know, it's not that you guys aren't doing a great job, but when you have somebody who's coming in from the right. outside, there's yeah. new ideas exactly. and there's fresh thinking and, and stuff like that. Just which perspective. Is always, yeah, it's always yeah. helpful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had we've had two great additions to the mm-hmm. District of Columbia. Now, of course, there's lots of new breweries in the right. region and in the suburbs. We're going to yeah. focus on D.C. today. But uh, we've had two those two great additions, uh, as well as just uh, lots and lots of bars and restaurants that are doing mm-hmm. great things with beer. Um, but let's let's pull back and talk a little bit about the the Brewers Guild, what you guys did last year. Uh, let's talk. Let's start by talking about the two big events. You have two big events every year, mm-hmm. typically. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in 2019, uh, we had Hopfest uh, right. in the early spring, and then of course in the early fall, DC Beer Week. So let's let's start by talking about you know, gosh, almost a year ago now, Hopfest 2019. Yeah. Sure. It was great. Uh, I mean, it, it experienced tremendous growth. Um, we're obviously very grateful for our partnership with DC Brow. Um, they have a, a great space for holding such an event. Uh, so we're you know, at about 40 breweries. We had about 700 guests. Uh, wow. We yeah, sold out for the first really time. Nice which was yeah, We sold out yeah. for the first time, which was great. And, you know, when it's, uh, you know, it become a very key fundraiser for the guild. And uh, so it's bigger and better than ever. And it is much bigger. And, and that's the nice thing about DC Brow being, to take it, being able to take it over because in the past um, – it was in a. It was held in the Hellbender space, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. but also a little limiting in space. So when we yeah. were able to to open up our brew house, our new brew house, it's mm-hmm. you know we can fit up to around seven hundred people. Yeah, in there. it's huge. There's yeah. an enormous amount of space in that brew house. Um, yeah. for, for doing something like Hotfest, but so that was the biggest one ever, mm-hmm. uh, sold yeah. out. Which yes. is which is exceptional. Yes, um, and that's a huge fundraiser for you guys. Correct. Uh, what's the other big fundraiser? It's DC Beer Week. DC right? Beer Week. Mm-hmm. Yes. How was DC Beer Week this week? Now, of course, I was very active in DC yes, Beer Week. DC are. Beer <laughs> and the DC Beer Show were, of course, very active in DC Beer Week this this week. But I want to hear it from y'all's perspective. Like, how was it? I I thought it was great. Uh, we 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 made some changes this past year. We tried to add a few new events. You know, we had a lot of our traditional uh, events and tap takeovers and beer uh, brewery competitions and things like that. But this year we added a, a fun run to kick things off. Which, which was fantastic, by yeah, the way. Which is great. And we're hoping that's something that will continue to grow in the future. I think we've kind of planted the seed there. We had a uh, kickoff party, uh, sort of an official kickoff party this year, which I thought was fantastic as well. Really brought the brewing community and the brewing consumer community together in, in, in a fun way and gave us an opportunity to kick off Beer Week in an enthusiastic manner, um, we had uh, you know some members of the city council come by. We were able to you know have our sponsors be featured in a lot of ways. So um, that was uh, a great way to kick things off, and um, you know we're continue to grow and and hopefully experience continued growth for DC Beer Week. 
And I think those are events that we really want to stick with. That that kickoff event was so much mm-hmm. fun. It would really um, resonated with everyone. And I think that um, having the host, you know, the brewery that's brewing the collaboration beer hosts that event every year mm-hmm. just seems like a, you know a great opportunity. Yeah, it seems like that seems like a natural to me. So yeah, who, having you know that. So so for those of you who don't know, we'll just we'll just fill you in. Every year at, for DC Beer Week, there's a collaboration beer, which is essentially all of the DC breweries get together. Mm-hmm. Right. One brewery sort of decides on what is going to be brewed. Well, everybody decides oh, together. Right. I'm sorry, yeah. everybody decides together, collected. but one, but it's brewed at one of the at breweries, one. obviously. Right. Uh, brewed at one of the breweries, and then so everybody gets together and has a sort of a collaboration brew day right. to, mm-hmm. to brew this beer that all the breweries have come up with together, and then it's typically sold in all of the DC uh, the the DC breweries, tap rooms, Correct. and some some of the restaurants. Um, so you can go get this once once it comes out. You can get this collaboration at just about any mm-hmm. uh, any good brew pub or brewery in DC. Yeah. Um, and I love the idea of having the place it's brewed also be the the location for the kickoff event. We mm-hmm. did too, and we were really excited to have that happen this year. And I, I know that we're all motivated right. to make that. An ongoing thing. Absolutely. Yeah, we call it the Solidarity Brew. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of uh, uh, really a, a couple of great opportunities um, to get all the breweries together that are that are guild members. Um, it, uh, we have uh, an official brewing day. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is always a lot of fun where everyone comes together and we actually sort of mix all the ingredients and pour the hops and sit around and then, you know, enjoy a, a beverage and, and, and really sort of kick things off. And then, of course, uh, yeah, for last year, we sort of initiated the the launch at the mm-hmm. opening party. So yeah, it was yeah. it was and it was tons of fun. It was great to have a, have a member of the city council come by yeah, and sort it was of participate nice. in yeah. that process. Uh, who was there? It was Council Member Grasso. Council yeah, Member Grasso. and he tapped. He, he did tapped, tapped the cat. And perfectly, official, perfectly. There the was no tapping. Yeah, there was no mess. It was great. It was it was really well done. I was it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So those are your fundraisers, right? That's mm-hmm. that's how the the guild raises yep. its capital, that's its money correct. each year. The guild is, of course, a nonprofit organization, right? Um, but it's also an advocacy organization. It represents. Mm-hmm the members, the breweries in D.C. and the brew pubs to uh, the D.C. council and the regulatory offices that, mm-hmm. that decide sort of what's what you can and can't do. I right. mean, it's alcohol and so it's very highly regulated. Um, and that's where that money goes to sort of to sort of influence that. So let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what in 2019 sort of were your goals legislatively in the district, and I know that there are some national ones that, sure. that have to do with you know, what's happening on Capitol Hill uh, or what the administration is doing. But I'll, let's focus on DC. Yeah. And, and so, so what were your goals for 2019, and 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 what what were you able to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let's start talking about next year, and sort sure. of what, or this year, I guess. Now, what? what so actually, like? one of the goals was connected to DC Beer Week. I'll let Paul speak a little bit more about it. But the fact is, is that um, you know how you mentioned that. Uh, the Solidarity Brew is regularly available at local bars and restaurants, and you can even pick it up at like the you know the corner shop that sells beer. But um, this year it was not because one of our brew pubs brewed the beer, and they um, do not have a relationship with a distributor. So for them, it was actually not 
possible for them. Basically, D.C. has restrictions on brew pubs to sell to directly to bars, restaurants that are not their own or um, package shops. And so one of the, the pieces of legislation we had this year was actually to actually address that issue. Yeah, absolutely. One of the one of the big asks that we had for the council this year was to allow for self-distribution for brew pubs uh, within the district, which would have made things a lot easier for us to, yeah. to get the Solidarity Brew out there a little bit more widely. This is something that production breweries enjoy, and uh, we were hoping to get that for, for brew pubs. You know, the, the D.C. Council moved a, you know, a pretty big package of uh, different bills that addressed a lot of areas of alcohol consumption and regulation policy. And we saw that as an opportunity um, to try to get this through. Unfortunately, um, it did not pass this time around. Um, there was some issues on uh, the council wanting to have a separate legislative hearing for it uh, and and to sort of cook the issue a little bit more. So, so it was be, so it was less it was less though there was objection to it and more procedural. They right. wanted to go through a process right. in a certain way right. that, that didn't right. time out in 2019 right. the right way. But it's not like they were like they didn't. Nobody voted against this like flat out. No. We're not going to right. do this. It, it's right. more. It's still in process. They're still exactly. working through the process of of making these changes. Exactly. So we so we hope that there will be an opportunity to do that this year. The other thing that we, uh, as part of that legislative package, uh, wanted to to do was get clarification through uh, the, the council and ABRA that brew pubs are permitted to sell beer to go in all different types of sealed containers. Uh, there was some question. Uh, traditionally, that's been allowed, uh, but they passed a, a package of bills in 2018, which kind of threw some cloud over the certainty of whether that was able to go forward. So we approached the council and asked for clarifying language that that practice was able to continue. Um, we were successful on that front. Um, the final legislative package did include language that clarified that uh, a brew pub can sell beer in bottles, kegs, cans, crowlers and growlers and all that kind of stuff to go. So so that was our, our, our big victory on the legislative front this year. Um, the, other, the other major piece of legislation that we advocated for is the Manufacturers Satellite Taverns Amendments Act. Okay, wait. I want to go through that again. The Manufacturers Satellite Taverns Amendments Act. All right. Yeah. Explain that one. Sure. This is a piece of legislation um, that was uh, initiated by Councilmember Grasso in in consultation with DC Brown and some other uh, local breweries. That, um, if passed, will allow satellite tap rooms for breweries in DC, up to two. So, if you're a DC Brown and you wanted to open a tap room um, in, you know, the wharf or the waterfront or Georgetown or some other part of the city, mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, other uh, outside breweries can do that. Oh, that's right. That so, if you're DC. a brewery outside of the district, you can you're you able know, to you can open a tap room in the right. district. I won't say pretty easily, but if you're a brewery inside the district, there's mm -hmm. restrictions. You can't open right. a different tap room outside of your 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 main tap room. Right. Well, that doesn't seem fair. No. <laughs> exactly. So so uh so in an effort to try to equalize things and and allow us to remain competitive in a crowded market, uh, we sought passage of that particular piece of legislation. Um, it stalled out a little bit, to be honest with you. We had uh, we had a you know the bill was introduced. Uh, there was a public hearing. 
Um, during that process, some objections were raised by the uh, wholesalers, mm. uh, as well as a group of retailers. Um, concerns over, you know, sort of, you know, that ranged from things like breaking down the dreaded three-tier system um, right. to uh, to you know being able to come into a commu- a neighborhood and undercut your local bar or or uh, you know corner retailer. Um, right. So that needs a little bit of work. Um, we've, uh, we continue to sort of meet with the stakeholders in the bill. Um, hopefully we can come up with some version of the legislation that will allow us to meet our objections, but at the, our objectives, excuse me, but at the same time be uh, something that uh, those groups can live with. So, you know, coming into 2020, we'll be in the second year of a two-year legislative session. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the bill remains officially at uh, under committee consideration, and so hopefully we'll be able to work with the council this year to try to move that along through the legislative process. Okay, well, we wish you the best of luck on that. Um, I I personally think that you know it is a bit unfair that other breweries can do it, but local, but but ones in the district can't. Right. So the objective obje- objections raised by you know retailers, uh, wholesalers seem a little bit. I mean, they're, they're, I, let me put it this way. I think they're legitimate. They have legitimate concerns, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to diminish that. But but either no one should be able to do it or everyone should be right. able to do it, yeah. depending on those. You know, if those concerns are very, very serious, then OK, no one should be right. able to do this. But the idea that breweries outside of the district – um, and especially, and I know that this is happening, breweries from other states, and I don't mean Maryland mm-hmm. and Virginia. Like, I'm not talking about the suburbs. I'm talking about right. breweries from New York and Maine. Pennsylvania. And, and Pennsylvania. And, and, and California. Like other, you know, coming in and opening up tap rooms uh, in the district, which is great for that access. I think everybody should be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I'd love the idea of being able to go to a bunch of different tap rooms yeah. for beers from all over sure. the world, right? Um, but but it's, it's certainly unfair, I think, that – the breweries that are in the district can't compete at that level, um, right. especially when you when you really get into the kinds of areas that we have in a city like D.C. and you look at the Navy Yard sort of ballpark area mm-hmm. where there's so many bars and restaurants, right. you know, um, or you look at the wharf, you know, in right. the waterfront and, and that area where there's so much activity happening and there's so many – there's so much effort to draw crowds to that that mm-hmm. – you know, a brewery from Maine could come in and set up a tap room there, but DC Brow can't set up a tap room there. And in order, to, if you want to, you know, have a DC, if you want to yeah. have a DC Brow tap room experience, you have to go all the way, all the way to northeast, to northeast to the yeah. brewery, which yeah. is a great place. And we've already talked about yeah, how absolutely. big it is and how wonderful mm-hmm. it is, but it's still not like. You know, if it's you're going not, to the D.C. Brow, you're going to D.C. Brow. Right. That's pretty much what you're doing. That's getting not a lot of street exactly. traffic. Right. Same thing with, you know, with, with Three Stars and, and, and Hellbender and yeah. a lot of the district mm-hmm. breweries, the, the production breweries in town. Like, it's manufacturing. So you're in areas where manufacturing is appropriate. But right. that's not necessarily, and in most where cases, not are. at all, not right. where, not, not neighborhoods that are designed to attract people to them. It's manufacturing. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I go on and on about that. But um you alluded to sort of, you know, this is a two-year legislative cycle, and we're, so mm-hmm. we're, coming, we're in 2020 now. Let's talk about 2020, and let's talk about uh, what – well, first of all, let's talk about changes at the, the D.C. Brewers Guild. Yeah. Uh, Mari, tell us about some of the things that are, that are happening that are, that are changing this yeah, year. Yeah, so the, 
one of the biggest changes really is that I am I've stepped down as president of the DC Brewers Guild. And you've been the president of the DC Brewers Guild as Since, long as there's yeah, been. as long as there's been a Brewers Guild. I mean, I was um, basically chair of our steering committee to develop the DC Brewers Guild. So I've been basically chair of this organization for seven years. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been a really fun and interesting ride. Um, but I am happy to hand over um, the presidency to Leah Cheston from Right Proper. She's she's doing a lot of really great things nationally. Actually, mm-hmm. she's on the board of the Brewers Association, mm-hmm. and I feel like that connection is really going to um, put her in a place where she she'll be wonderful leadership for this organization moving forward. Justin Cox is our treasurer and vice president, Excellent. and then Barrett Lauer has stepped in as our secretary. So that's very exciting for us because Barrett. It brings a wealth of not only experience and knowledge, but just love for the community. And he's he's just been around in such a way that I think that it'll really benefit us to have him in that space. Yeah. The amount of knowledge that you have in those three folks is fantastic. It so is. first of all, thank you for yeah. everything you've done. Aww. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody who <laughs> loves beer in D.C. owes you an enormous debt for all of the work that you did to get the Brewers Guild started. Uh, and then to lead it for for so long. So so thank you very much, well, Maureen. We really welcome. appreciate it. It's, um, it's, it's been a really wonderful opportunity for everybody. And I think that um, just having that space for us to, to be able to promote and support each other and really support each other. It's been a space where mm-hmm. I know that a lot of the new breweries that start um, have really come into the space and felt supported and really have been able to start their businesses with a lot of just access to knowledge and, and just you know, support. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I cool. know. When when we so we had uh, we had Brian and Simon on this show from Red Bear right after they got their space. Yeah. So we went in and recorded <laughs> an episode in the space that is now Red Bear Brewing Company when it was nothing but a giant oh, cool. empty concrete uh, <laughs> room. I, I remember seeing that. Um, and I remember them talking about how helpful the guild had been That's and great. how supportive everybody at the guild had been and how important it was to them. To their success, that that there was such a such an active and strong brewers guild. So so that's a that's a credit to both of you really for for the work that you've done. And now you've got this transition into leadership mm-hmm. um, with Leah Cheston from Right Proper. Um, you've got Justin Cox from Atlas and uh, Barrett Lauer, of course, from District Chop House. Right. So that's a great sort of representation of different styles of breweries, Absolutely. different mm-hmm. styles of spaces. Um, and, and I think that's that's going to make for a really exciting yeah. year. So in 2020, as we move forward, let's switch this conversation to the next big thing that the Brewers Guild is putting on uh, that we want everybody to know about. And that, of course, is the HopFest 2020. Yes, indeed. So let's talk a little bit about that. When is it? What's happening? Who's coming? And how can people get tickets? March 14th. March 14th. Woo! From uh, noon to 5 p.m. this year. That's Pi Day, y'all know. Yes, yes we are aware. <laughs> yes, it is Pi Day. There will uh, be pie. There will so be pie at we'll, HopFest. We'll <laughs> uh, celebrating uh, accordingly. Um, uh, the uh, So a couple of new things this year I think that's uh, worth noting. Um, we've introduced a VIP tier. Ooh. Um, so if... If folks want to come an hour early, um, there's uh, VIPs get a sort of an exclusive tasting hour from noon to one uh, before we open it up to the, the general ticketed population at uh, one o'clock. Um, and then we'll shut down at about five o'clock. 
VIPs, uh, in addition to the tasting hour, will get a fantastic gift that's <laughs> that's not quite announced yet, but uh, I'm sure uh, we have some things in the works, and it will be grand. It's a really cool yes. Uh-oh. thing. Yes. Wait, wait <laughs> for a, a, a big announcement Pretty coming. Pretty excited. Um, Great. And, All right. Uh, um, Check dcbeer.com right. and at so, to find out what that is. We'll let you know as soon as right, it's public. Right. We have uh, to get tickets. There's a Eventbrite page set up. Um, I don't know the URL off the top of my head, but if you go to Eventbrite and enter in Hopfest, it'll it'll pop up. We're mm-hmm. offering early bird tickets for forty five dollars until February first, and then general admission tickets after that will be fifty dollars, um, which I think is still one of the best bargains around for a full on unlimited tasting beer festival. Yeah, that, that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many breweries are you expecting to be serving? Forty. Forty. We're expecting forty this year. Wow. That's fantastic. And if last year is any indication, we're talking about breweries from sort of all over the region. That's right. So uh, I know Dogfish Head uh, came and mm-hmm. served beer last year, which was fantastic. Yep. And so it's we're not just talking about breweries that are sort of – No. The it, brewery – if you go to breweries a lot or you drink a lot of local beer, all of that will be there. Yes. There will be locals and then there will be regional, regional breweries as you, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Virginia, thing, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, uh, Delaware, DC. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe a couple of extra. Yeah, maybe there. we'll get We're, New Jersey in. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but invitations are out, um, and uh, uh, the slots are filling up fairly quickly. So we're excited about the the great list of uh, breweries that we'll have on board. Well, so. one thing I can say uh, that I learned last year is uh, the size of the space is. I mean, it's an enormous space, really, mm-hmm. for doing something like this. Uh, so one of the great things about it is there's it never feels crowded, even when there's 700 people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we plan ticketing that way. We don't want anyone to feel like they're having to wait in line for too long. So yeah, like, honestly, it was, you know, I don't think I waited in line for any beer when I was there last year. That's great. Just because with 40 brewers, uh, you know, serving – there were there were lines. I just I don't want to I don't want to misrepresent thing. There are certain mm-hmm. beers and certain breweries that people definitely wanted to make sure they had a chance right. to try. Sure. And so there were some short lines. But if you just if I just wanted to try a beer, I never had to wait. Right. Like right. I always had the option of going. Eh, I don't want to wait in that line. I'm going to go get a beer from these folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is a lot of fun. There's also a lot of vendors there. Um, That's correct. A lot of sponsors. So a lot of yep. interesting stuff that you can. Yeah, that's something uh, really that we kind of initiated last year and hope to grow this year as well. So we're uh, selling uh, opportunities for uh, folks like DCBeer.com, who's uh, on board as a sponsor, which we're very grateful (laughs) for. Thank you. So come out and visit them at at Hobfest. We will have stickers, Um, buttons, T-shirts, and more. Exactly. So uh, so, uh, we've got that. So far, we've also had uh, Liquid Integrity sign up. Um, If you're not familiar with them, they're uh, organized organization uh, run by uh, Mick Mardelli, and they uh, have uh, actually quite an ingenious rinsing, uh, glass rinsing system uh, that Mm -hmm. they've invented that uh, is specifically for tailored towards beer festivals. So they'll be on site with their liquid integrity beer uh, rinsers. So we're excited to have them. And, uh, and it's and one so. of the, I have to say, I freaking love them and I love to see yeah. them mm-hmm. at, at beer festivals because that's one of the challenges you always have at it's a beer so festival nice. is, yeah. you know, you're using one glass to do all of your tasting, mm-hmm. which means that 
you you don't you know like there's always residual beer and yeah. so many festivals I've been to that try to give everybody pitchers of water you know put pitchers of water on mm-hmm. every time which don't I mean they're gone yeah. in minutes it's tough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah having right. li- liquid integrity is it's onto really... something mm-hmm. to be able so, to rinse okay. rinse out your glasses so exactly. anyway. so so yeah so we've got uh, those opportunities out there I mean last year we had DC United T Mobile Passanante uh, food catering all kinds of different. Uh, Different folks that uh, uh, we're hoping to, to have another good mix of vendors as and well. And there will this be year. food. And food there and will drugs. be food trucks. We generally put together like a beer garden and food mm-hmm. truck garden outside. So there should be a variety, including different types of pie. Right. <laughs> I think we're looking at pizza and the um, the, the pie truck. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you know, I, I really love this beer festival. It's unique in a lot of ways in the D.C. area in that uh, it's really embraced by the local brewing community. Right. Um, unlike some of the bigger beer festivals that you'll have, we like to call sort of big box beer festivals mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. Um, folks may tend to go out and either, uh, you know, just buy the beer and have volunteers pour it and right. things like that. This is the type of festival that uh, that the breweries really get into. Um they, of course, are vying for uh, the crown of Lupulus, uh, Lupulus Maximus, Lupulus Maximus uh, uh, which we are making more of an effort exactly. to. Um, OK, explain that. Explain that. to the So listeners. it's a it's basically a, a competition that everyone who attends can vote for their favorite hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. And at the end of or kind of towards the end of the um End of the day, we count who has the most votes, and then that brewery, that beer wins. Lupulus Maximus. The Lupulus Maximus. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, there's a crown that comes with it. I think John Y is crafting that crown for us, so it will be really something fun that will be passed around. We've done it in the past couple of years, but everybody seems to be losing the crown. So um, <laughs> this year yes. we're making a very solid, fancy crown that hopefully we will be able to use for many years to come. Great and won't get lost, but yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, but it's great because I think that um, you know one of the things that you get when you come to Hopfest is uh, you know not only a great variety of beers. I mean, we've already talked to several brewers that plan on brewing a beer specifically for Hopfest, nice. so you really mm-hmm. get that sort of unique opportunity to taste some one-offs. But uh, but you also have the opportunity to actually talk and interact with the people that made the beer. Yeah. Right, right. That's one of the things that I really enjoy about Hopfest, you know, that, that makes it special is that, yeah. is that if you, when you go to Hopfest, you're actually, like, the brewers show up. So yeah. mm-hmm. the people pouring the beer or at least hanging around the table from a brewery mm-hmm. are the people who made the beer. They can talk to you in depth about the beer. They can explain how it was yeah. made. Right. Um, they, I, I loved the conversations I had with brewers at Hopfest last year about the other beers that were there. Right. So we talked for a moment about their beer and then – Get into a conversation about oh well, so and so's got this like Absolutely. crazy like hazy Great, thing. Have cool you tried thing, that yet? Yeah. You know, so so it really becomes very much a community event where we're yeah. all talking about all the great beers there. Um, so it's that's one of the things that I love about it. I mean, I love all the beer festivals, but like you like you were saying, there's the big box beer festivals, which frankly we don't even cover at DC Beer for that mm-hmm. reason because it's those tend to be much more about. A great price for drinking a lot of beer as opposed to a great price for hanging out with people who love beer, learning more about beer and getting to enjoy an incredible variety of great beer, which is what we really care about the most and what Hopfest I think is all about, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, here is to an excellent 2020. 
for the DC Brewers Guild. Thank you both for joining us Thank on the you. show today. It's great you to very have much. you both here. I really appreciate it. Uh, all of you uh, there listening to this podcast, uh, you should go to dcbeer.com or check out at DC Beer on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You will find links to get tickets to Hopfest, which is March 14th this year. So please make sure you get out. Get your tickets early. Get a VIP ticket. Um, get that extra hour of, of really you know one-on-one time with beer and brewers. And uh, check back next week for more from the DC Beer Show. Thanks very much. <laughs>